Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tape Store. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And we're happy to be back for another episode. And we thank you for joining us uh, for 80s and 90s nostalgia, whether it's film, whether it's toys. TV. uh, Yep, any music, any of that stuff. Uh, We love to talk about it. Uh, We were 80s slash 90s kids. We love it. We're proud of it. (laughs) And we're happy to have you here uh, in the Tape Store with us to talk about all those things and to relive and get that feeling again and it's just a lot of fun so we're happy to have you all that to say uh we're going to continue our holiday month with it being december uh week number two. Oh yes to talk about the santa claus starring tim allen yes and judge reinhold <laughs> sorry the first lady from Air Force One. Yep. The kid who played <laughs> the kid. The the sweet, cute child. Was he in the sequel? He was. He oh, was. they got the same actor. Yes. You know, sometimes they don't do and that. And also, of course, um, a, a, a returning guest, if you will, from Adam's Family Values. Yes. Um, David Crummeltz. Yes, who plays? Bernard, my yeah. sweetheart as a child. Like the head elf. He kind of steals the show a little bit. He does, at when, least for me. When Tim Allen's not on screen. <laughs> um, this was a fun movie. And another one that, uh, you know, last week when we did um, A Muppet Christmas Carol, uh, Brooke kind of uh, was the master of ceremonies there because she really grew up watching that. The Santa Claus was another one that I did not watch until um, I married Brooke. <laughs> so You're welcome. I just remember growing <laughs> up, before I let uh, you kind of take things, um, before I let you have the ball yes, as quarterback. Yes. Um, Lord, uh, I know. <laughs> I don't sport. Neither do I. I did when I was a kid. I never um, did and cared about nothing. Right. Yeah, relating to that. <laughs> we only go to Super Bowl parties for the food and stuff. Exactly. We're those people. And the commercials and the movie trailers. Right. Um. But no. Uh. I just want to talk about my experience because it was very brief. Uh. I remember when it came out. And what I do remember is thinking, man, Tim Allen is such an excellent portrayal of Santa Claus, just <laughs> seeing him, seeing pictures of him as Santa Claus. I thought, yeah. man, he really looks like Santa. Um, other than that, I, I did not see the movie when it came out. Um, and what you year were older, too. It was 95? Um, let's just be sure. Yeah. Um, it feels like 95. Maybe it was 96. It's nice having a computer here. It is indeed. The Santa Claus. And you got to type in the Santa Claus. Oh, 94. 94. Okay, 94. my bad. Okay, I was in ninth grade. Right, so I was like a kid. Yeah. So I You just, just missed that like, oh, I'm a kid. I want to go see this mark. Right, yeah. I, I just did not go see it. Uh, did not really have an interest in it for some reason. And then watched it with Brooke after we got married and was like, okay. I forced sh- you into the magic. Right, but I should have watched it. It was a good movie. Good movie, a lot of good messages. So, um, and all week <laughs> in preparation for the Santa Claus, <laughs> I have me and Brooke both have been saying the quote. That's how he feels, Neil. Nice sweater, buddy. <laughs> because <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead. Well, because that's the part when all you know it's all already gone down. Uh, Charlie knows he's Santa. They've been to the North Pole. Blah blah blah. And it's to bring your dad, bring your parent to work. And, I mean, to school day. Right. Well, in in the movie. Um, Scott, 
Yeah, Scott Calvin. Scott Calvin. Who is Tim Allen. Tim Allen's character. He's like a workaholic business guy. And ironically, he does work for a toy company. So that's kind of where the irony is. So he's like a doppelganger, a bad version. He's, He's just a business guy that pushes toys to make money. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't put his family first, which yeah. is why you can assume because of their yeah. situation. But he's not a bad guy. No. But he definitely has things that he needs to learn. Right. About the important <clears throat> about what's important in life. And he's gonna we're gonna watch him learn these things as Santa Claus. As he becomes Santa Claus, let's say that. Right. So we'll get to the actual the Santa Claus here in a minute, but I just wanna give a a, a brief um <laughs> kind of a, a, a context to what because we're springboarding into the movie through, that's how it feels, Neil. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> a great way to springboard yes. in, right? No, exactly. Maybe. Well, well in we our just, world, yes. Well, we don't, you know, when we when we prep for the show, we just kind of hit record when we start, so... <laughs> like, so when, 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 he, when he says, when we prep for the show, he means, okay, this is what movie we're going to talk about and go. Yeah. It's all off the cuff, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. It's all up here. Yeah, so... <laughs> what do you say? So it's all up here. Yeah. But, um... Basically, so Scott Calvin and uh, is no longer him and his wife are no longer married. They're divorced. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they have a son, Charlie. Right? Charlie. And Charlie is he's you know he spends time with mom, he spends forth. time with dad. And typical mom arrangement. Has a boyfriend, <laughs> and it's Neil, played by Judge Reinhold. And what's great about this movie is that you know in some movies the the new boyfriend or new girlfriend. When, when it's portraying a divorced family, which I think it is important. Yeah, because that's so many To portray kids. divorced families. It's a lot of kids, and it's not glorifying divorce in any way. But, but back then, though, in 94, it, it you know, that, that was kind of a big deal because yeah. there weren't, there were definitely divorced families. I was. Yeah. <clears throat> you were, but like, not by that point. Right. But, um, but it wasn't as big a topic, so it normalized that for right. kids who were already going through it. It was the, nice. This is a close <laughs> second. To Mrs. Doubtfire, which yes. I think is the best movie that portrays uh, a family coping with divorce. Yes, absolutely. Um, and the reason why is because it happens in the film. In the Santa Claus, it it it, it had already happened. Yeah, sometime. it's already normalized. It had already been normalized. It, it's still a sad thing and and um, a very unfortunate thing when divorce happens. But Scott Calvin is divorced from his wife. Do we know her name? Air Force One First Lady. Oh no! What's her character oh, name? Lord. I don't know. I know. I know. I don't know her actress name. Like her actual you know, name. It happens sometimes. We love these movies, but we don't have all the characters' uh, names. So uh, there is um, Laura. Her name's Laura. Laura. Okay, yeah. I thought it was Laura, but then I was like, well, Wendy Crewson. Let's call her Wendy Crewson. Okay. If she all ever, right, if she ever stumbled across our podcast, she'd be like, Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember they I thought she was kind of cool because she had hair a little bit like my mom, but also kind of Pulp fiction She did. But kind of, but like a mix. Yeah, and the 90s fashion is at an all-time high Truly in this film. Truly awful, though. Like the bad, like right. the bad side but, of 90s fashion. But back then it was in, uh, Wendy Crewson, uh Laura Miller's character, is wearing the middle-aged- Hashtag mom jeans. Woman uh, wardrobe. Yes. And Neil- is uh dr neil miller played by judge reinhold is the quintessential like definition of a square uh, he's precious though like that's the thing and i was that's, that's what, what you were saying yeah. i was getting at it's good to see that the new the, well in this case I, I i correct myself earlier i said mom has a boyfriend mom is remarried is he uh, are they married they're married yeah dr neil miller and laura miller oh my baby so it, it has been some time since the divorce mom had just remarried laura has remarried to neil 
And Neil is a nice guy. And he cares about Charlie. And he cares truly. about Charlie. Yeah. And that's good to see that it's not that <laughs> he's you don't, also a psychiatrist. <laughs> you're not watching. Yeah. He's also a psychiatrist and, and he approaches everything like a psychiatrist. And <laughs> that. So that's that's a so hopefully we've kind of given you some context starting into the uh, going into the film. Scott Calvin is a toy, right, this is, is like, the family dynamic. He's like a toy mogul. Yeah. And he <clears throat> has a lot of money. His ex-wife, Laura Miller, yes. has remarried. And is happy. And is happy with Neil. And for a split second, you only get it for just a little bit, but Charlie does prefer being with mom and Neil. Yeah, it, it, it because does. Because he's like, do I have to stay at dad's? Like, that's yeah, how the film kind, starts, because dad's not well, got his priority straight. He, no, and he's not very paternal. You know, no. you can see, you know, you have people He out loves there. Charlie, but. Yeah. Right. He loves Charlie, but he's not a dad. Not yet. Yeah. And uh, so so from ten, so from Scott and Laura's previous marriage, they've had Charlie. Charlie is spending time between Scott and Laura and Neil. <laughs> and that and it's the holiday season. But yes, there is a part from the movie where uh, it's it's bring your dad to work. No, and I think it's they it seemed like it was all dads. So maybe it was dad. Bring your, bring your dad, dad to, to school work day. day. I mean, school. Gosh. But uh, so basically uh, Charlie brought all his Everyone. He brought yeah, Scott, Neil, and Laura, which is cool. That's good that there's some reconciliation. Because there's definitely tension there, but like, you know, they make it work. But it's more like um, it's funny. Scott jabbing at Neil, like, are you serious? And you Neil kind of taking it like a champ. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a better guy than Scott. He really is. <laughs> he is. Neil's like a better guy than Scott. <laughs> but so all that to say is Charlie, he, he goes, I oh yeah, that's right. He goes to Neil, he says, I asked dad to go first. So I think Neil is going to go, but he said, I did ask dad to go first. And, and Neil, Neil says, goes, just real gentle. Yeah. yeah he he goes, well, if that's how you feel, Charlie. And then here and then comes, here comes. <laughs> here comes Scott Tim Allen. That's how it feels, Neil. He's like, and he goes, come on. Nice sweater, buddy. And the joke is Neil always has absolutely horrible sweaters uh, all throughout, throughout the whole movie. The movie. They're, the they're best. just ugly 90s, wonderful, ugly Christmas sweaters. Yeah, now they're wonderful, right? Like, right. I mean. But even then, though, we were like, ooh. Yeah. This isn't good. But I just love the, that's how it feels, Neil. In other words, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, yeah, a jab. One for me. Anyway. So all that, that's what we've been saying all week. It took yes. a lot to set up, but it was worth it. No, it is, you know, and we talked about a lot um, uh, of okay, important so parts of the film. So let's go, let's go back to, let's talk about the Santa, why is it called the Santa Claus? Okay, Santa Claus. I say it like Bernard, the Santa Claus. Um, so, okay, obviously we all know that Santa Claus is spelled, well, the last name is C-L-A-U-S, like Klaus. Yeah, it's German, right? Yes. Santa Klaus. Santa Claus. <laughs> what is that from? It's from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> okay, 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 the, okay, okay. Yeah, all sorry. right. Um, we'll so, but the movie is called the Santa Claus, like C-L-A-U-S-E, like as a clause. A, as in a clause in a contract. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. So, right off the bat, you have a business sense going on here. Like, okay, there's some kind of business agreement. Um, obviously, when, as an eight, as like a eight-year-old, I did not catch that. Yeah. But now, as an adult, I do. And when you watch the movie, you're wondering how does because you know when you start the movie because you've seen the previews and stuff you know that tim allen becomes santa but right. when the movie opens up and you're seeing scott calvin you're like how does this guy become santa claus because he doesn't really care about the holidays he doesn't really care about christmas he has no what you would call quote unquote christmas spirit right it, exactly. it, for him it's business so um when when it's called the Santa Claus, and this is where I think the film is really brilliant. This yeah. is where I think it's incredibly original as far as a story about Santa Claus. Um, 
And and there's quite a few stories, uh, movies and TV Santa Clauses that we've seen. Oh, uh, yeah. There was a Hallmark movie. I think it's a Hallmark movie where Whoopi Goldberg becomes Santa, and it's actually oh, really, I just, I'm so here for that. It's really good. It's really really good. And uh, I love we Whoopi. could maybe talk. We could. I need to find out what year it is. I don't I know if it's within that. the nineties. How have I not seen that? Um, it's upsetting. Yeah, it, it, but th- there's been quite a few. Right. But th- what makes this so original is this part of the story, uh, this plot device, the yeah. Santa Claus. So, and even thinking about that more, like knowing who Scott Calvin the character is. Who's so business minded? Who's like? I mean, the the movie opens at an office Christmas party, so Scott's there, and he, you know, he gets the call from Laura. He's like, she's like, where are you? Essentially, like you don't you don't hear her say it, but you can guess through his context and his how he's talking on the phone that she's like, um, we're here, and he's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm on the way. Oh my gosh, three car pileup. I'm really gonna be like, he's it's lying. a blank road. He just stayed at the party because he because he'd yeah. rather be. With his associates. We're getting the type of person that Scott so, is. So right off the bat, we're like, mm, okay. He's, he's, even though you'd think, I want to spend time with my son at Christmas, mm-hmm. that's not his priority. No, not So sadly. So, you know, we get a sense for who Scott is. So we're kind of like, Scott, do you really have room to be quippy about back to Laura and Neil? Because, you know, you're... He's, you're not even putting him uh, first. He's, so, very self, he's just very self-involved. And right. I think uh, being divorced and single again... He is acclimatized to being, um, the you know, right, looking one, out for number one. Right, but one could assume he was like that in their marriage. Probably, and that's probably... And, 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 and that led to their divorce. I, likely, I mean, yeah. my assumption is that he didn't just become that through the divorce. I think he probably was no, already probably a workaholic. Right. I stand corrected. I think... I, I see what Which is doing. why Charlie is already kind of like, look, I'm just going to stay with Mama Neil. Like, I'd rather stay with yeah, Mama Neil. Yeah, I think anyway, it's a little bit more stable. Say, the Santa Claus, the fact that he gets roped into being the Santa Claus, he would never do that. Mm-hmm. But he understands business. Right. And he can kind of get with business. So he knows, okay, crap. Like, I can't get out of this. So I don't know. That That is clever because it kind of, uh, that's the only way a Scott Calvin type would adhere to this. Yeah. I mean, he learns through being Santa humility and service to others yeah it's a well it's an incredibly good message but um yeah which you know if you've already seen the movie you you probably you you know these you probably have already gotten that but yeah i mean so here's (laughs) let's talk about how he becomes santa so um he has he gets charlie for the holidays right i'm assuming it's his year yes which i would like to point out that charlie's pillowcase is a Jurassic Park pillowcase, and I remember those being sold because movie. Jurassic Park came out in 1992. Is 19 right? 92. I think it's three, three, and it, and this movie is 94. So I would just like to point that out. Yeah, Another Jurassic, little 90s uh, well, Easter egg. No in the one movie. was prepared for a movie like Jurassic Park. I'm just still no not one. prepared. It's yeah. still amazing. We're still not over it. Um, <laughs> but what happens is he gets Charlie for the holidays, and you know, it's it it already isn't. Starting off well, he burns the big Christmas dinner he had for them. <laughs> Which is such an iconic scene when he's yeah. like putting the turkey out with a fire extinguisher and, and then they go to where? Denny's. Denny's. Why? It's an American institution. Yeah. <laughs> Which and then is part of our yes. um, portfolio of quotes that we say whenever oh we gosh. see Denny's. Yes. There's this really big like, um, really like retro looking, like really grandiose Denny's uh, about 20 minutes from us. And we see it every time we are, are, are when we're on I-75, we see it. And I remember what, what was it's it? American, was it last year? It's like year? silver. It looks like something from the. From like the fifties. Yeah. It was last year. On, yeah. And we drove past it. I think I took all my Instagram stories. Yeah. I took a picture. I was like, it's an American institution. 
So when he goes in, and this is where I'm kind of, look, I like to cook. I'm a guy that likes to cook. And he's good at it. Yeah, and I hate to see that, like, when he goes in, all the dads are like, I'm like, come on, that's not how all dads are. Although, to be fair, in the 90s, that was the, that kind of was the quintessential dad that was portrayed. I mean, think about Home Improvement, like Tim Allen. I mean, it was Tim Allen. He was yeah. he was still like he messed stuff up. Um, I don't think you should married I, with children. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah, it I, was the dad view. And movies do this. Uh, films do it. You know, they box they box people in, or they right. box groups of people in. Whether it's men, women, kids, they get sometimes they get boxed into stereotypes a little bit and. And obviously, media is much better with that now. I think so. Yeah, but but, but yeah. so all the got so he's in a Denny's full of dads and their kids with that have burnt, likely screwed up that dinner. have likely burned dinner. And you know, <laughs> as a as a dad that cooks uh, at home, um, just as much as Brooke cooks at home. Yes. Um, I was kind of like, oh come on. <laughs> but anyway, so he gets him home, and Scott is still kind of being uh, a jerk because. He wants him, uh, Charlie wants him to read the night before Christmas, and he just kind of rushes through it. Mm-hmm. And, and Charlie's asking questions as kids do, and he just gets kind of annoyed at him. Yeah. but On this, his one night that he gets his kid. And then, you know? of course, what happens? He hears, uh, there, there arose such a clatter, if right. you will. <laughs> and, and Santa lands on the roof. Charlie hears it. He's like, Dad, Dad, someone's on the roof. And he's like, be quiet. And then he hears it. Right. So he goes to check it out. Scott does and Tim then, Allen. Yeah, he runs out. Hey, you! And it, I guess it scares Santa. Uh, to, startles literally Santa, to death, causing him to fall off the roof of the Calvin house. And Santa like lands in the front, lands on the ground, he lands in the, in the in front the, yard, in the inches of snow, and somehow, and he's dead. That's lights out for Santa. He's dead. I just and, don't. Well, one, I don't feel like that's how someone would die. Like I feel like it would take no. more. Okay, so but right. that's neither here nor there. Now, I, I know that in order for Scott to become Santa, the previous Santa had to die. And right. this, this is where I struggle with the movie. This is the only, and this is the only place I struggle with the And it's because you Claus. saw it as an adult. And it's probably. To be fair. Yeah. And it's the fact that Santa died. Santa was killed on the job. This previous Santa. <laughs> killed on the job. Killed on the job. And scott has to no, no elves show up there's no contingency the, the 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 reindeers are not upset right the reindeer, reindeer not a, i'm sorry that's not um mm-hmm. there's no like elves showing up to, to there's no contingency plan it's just scott has to take the suit it, it, he finds right. a card right that yes. says the, yeah all he sees it says the santa claus that's it so he puts on the suit to finish up i guess and he finishes the night he finishes christmas yes. Somehow, is well, able and to... we're re- yeah, and we're re- we're we're keyed into a, a big moment there because he's like, Charlie, I'm not going to do this. He's like, this is stupid. He said, this whole thing is stupid. And Charlie says, how come everything I want to do is stupid? Right. So and now even we're someone getting like, into even someone like Scott. He's like, right. God, I got to do this. Now we're getting into Scott starting to learn some things about, even though about, it's very about, reluctant at first, about becoming a better man, so and a better dad. And throughout the night. At first, it's it's frustrating and it's scary. He gets attacked by dogs. He all these things. Yeah, he meets a funny. kid and he's kind of a butt to this little girl, you know. Yeah. But throughout the night, you also see Scott see how happy Charlie is, right. and you kind of start to see a little bit of a switch. Not not much, 
Right. But you see it. But then, but you see how Santa gets into houses and things like that and how the bag works and yes. all the toys that are in the bag. And, and so they finish the whole night. And, and, and of course, because it's a, a movie and, and, and you're assuming that rules are of space and time all bend for Santa so he can do everything uh, by the set. That wasn't an issue. My issue was when Scott gets back to the North Pole <laughs> and it's like the big, you know, okay, here's how it works now. You're Santa. And that's where we meet Bernard. Yes. Who is excellent. Bless him. I mean, he's a wonderful character. David Krumholtz is a wonderful and actor. And what's great is that he is very disgruntled and crotchety. Yeah, he is. But... But he works the, but but no he also one, is like hella protective of the uh, ethical code of the yeah, North. Pole. It's very important. But the, here's the thing: no one is sad about this Santa. He was either a jerk, a really crappy Santa Claus, or they're just used to this. I guess they're just used to it. But my thing was like, well, I mean, if I had been Santa for like a hundred years, or fifty years, or eighty years, or gosh, even three or four years, I mean, I look, you know, we're teachers. <laughs> and I had a group of students. We ha- we had a gr- I've had t- two that I can three. Mm-hmm. You, you know, when you're a teacher and you've been teaching a long time, you have like defining years like, sometimes yeah. with a great group of kids. And I'm thinking of three right off the bat. And and this is just one year. And at the end of the year, we're all trying not to cry because we had so much fun and we 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 had so many great experiences throughout the year and. You know, right? I'm thinking if I were Santa for even a few years, let's say 10, 20 years, if I died, I would think that they'd be sad and... You're not wrong. I don't know. So I just didn't like that about that particular part of the movie. Um, but that's just my one grievance because I thought everything else uh, with this movie was great. So he becomes Santa. And and you think it... And, and the thing about it is that when he's Tim Allen the yeah. first time, when, when he becomes Santa at first, like after Santa dies and he puts the jacket on, he still looks like Tim Allen. But right. that's all going to change over the next year. After this Christmas, right. the next year, then, then you know, it's all about preparation for the next Christmas. Yeah. And now we're going to watch the next, really kind of the and next And that chapter. also lends itself to under for, for an audience to understand how Santa could be living so long because what happens to Tim Allen is that he's maybe what in his like 40s 30s or yeah, I would 40s say probably, in probably his, 40s. No, I'd say he's in his 40s but he instantly becomes like an old man so that right. makes sense that he, they would be able to live for a long time looking like that you know what I'm saying right but what well, what happens is right the next chapter of the movie is after this Christmas that Tim Excuse me. That Scott Calvin, Tim Allen's character, right, finishes. <laughs> um, he is now he starts to now physically begin looking like Santa. Yes. slowly over the course of the next year, and he just starts. He puts on weight. He can't keep it off. He wants nothing but cookies, cookies and milk and, and, sweets. and sweets. Yeah, he starts to understand children without any uh, like yeah, like he'll just he'll just kind of he can look at intuitively people intuitively know yeah. But he he's able to connect with children. Um, he starts to they start um, to come to him. They start to come to him. It's really cool. That, like, I want some I think this is slippers. the best part of the movie. <laughs> the best part of the movie is this portion of the movie, which yeah. you, you know, because it's building up. And because and Tim, he's physically changing, but he's also internally changing, right. and he and, doesn't. I don't think right. even he realizes that he's changing. Like his like heart is changing. The problem is, you have. Neil and Laura, who are good people, but 
you're, understandably they're disturbed. But they're disturbed because Scott well, goes from being Scott to he's getting uh really large and hefty. He's growing a beard and he looks like Santa. And not only that, Charlie, yeah, who I'll, was present. Go I was ahead. gonna say you have to back up because the issue is when when Laura and Neil pick up Charlie. After the first Christmas there, when he Santa tells died. them, Oh, this is what we did. We like went to the North Pole and he got these pajamas at the North Pole and like, you right. know, all of a sudden they're like, Okay, yeah, sure, sure. But then it continues. And it keeps going. And then not only does the his story stay the same, Scott physically changed. So really from a from a parental standpoint, right. I like I do understand why they're right. like, What is going on? This is unhealthy. He's just trying to find a way to connect with Charlie. Because they know him to be, have been a workaholic before. Right. So now he's like this weird, fat, benevolent old man. Who and that's is, the only way he can Santa. connect with Charlie. So they're like, okay, so, this is unhealthy. Or especially Neil, who's a psychiatrist. Right. And of course they get the court involved and they take Charlie away. And then um, and that's devastating and I still cry. Right. Because that little boy because, cries so sad and looks like our son when he cries. So it bothers right. me. Right. <laughs> and, and so now you got to remember, everything's building up to this to really his first Christmas, full Christmas as Santa. Yes. When he finally embraces that he's Santa. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott does. Um, it is then that Charlie decides to, uh, he, he um, no, what happens is he comes to visit Charlie at his house. Yes. He's not allowed to see Charlie. Uh, yeah, because or, by, by this point, the court has already said you're, you, you're you, a danger to him. It's, yeah, because you know, you're crazy. Right. And so he can't see him, and he's like, but, I know I'm not supposed to be here. But, of course, the audience knows, and Charlie knows, and Scott knows that um, he's really Santa, and he's about to go. And so he comes to see Charlie one time, and it's in that moment when Laura and Neil step out of the room. Nice sweater, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he takes Charlie with yeah. him. And... And then, of course, you know, they call the cops. They think he's kidnapped Charlie, but what it is is he's taken Charlie to the North Pole uh, so Charlie can spend a little time before they actually... Yeah, because I think, was it, didn't he shake the snow globe? And that's... Yeah, when you we, shake... We, yeah, we sk- we're, we're going to have to go back to Bernard because we got to address Okay, go Bernard. back, yeah. But no, but I'm saying he shook the snow globe thing well, and the that's snow globe's what calls them there. Yes. And he said, he, and he was like... Bernard, can I please go? And and Bernard's like, it's okay with me. Because Bernard and Charlie get real close. And yeah, then, and then know, Scott's like, okay, we're fine. Yeah, because, yeah. So and then and then the hunt begins. But right. let's back up and let's talk about Bernard real quick okay, because sure. I was a mere, right. I think eight year old, seven or eight year old when this came out. Yeah, and Bernard was like my dream boy at that point. Mm. I saw this movie and I was like, okay, this little white boy with dreadlocks. He does have dreadlocks, by the way. I don't understand why, um, but it works somehow. Um, and I loved him. And my my defining proud moment as a child was that I memorized and would, at on demand, recite the contents of the Santa Claus for my friends because they're like, how did you learn that? And I was like, I don't know. Um, so I'm going to have to do it. Go ahead. Because it's just, now it's going to be immortalized. <laughs> So when he arrives at the North Pole and he's like, why is this happening? Blah, blah. blah. And he's like, it's in the Santa Claus. He's like, what are you talking about? So Bernard takes this gigantic magnifying glass and around the Santa Claus card is the clause. That's right. It's real small. And he says, ugh, like, fine. The Santa Claus. And he says, 
and putting on the suit and entering the sleigh, the wearer raves, waves any and all rights to any previous identity, real or implied, and fully accepts the duties and responsibilities of Santa Claus and perpetuity until such time that wearer become until such time that wearer becomes unable to do so by either accident or design. So that's where accident was how he became Santa Claus. It was Good an job. accident that he died. You I know. It. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, and design, I guess. I don't know. I guess that means if someone decides to give it up. But yes, that was my proud moment. I could def- I could recite it, and I would recite it in the New York accent because I was I've been doing voices since I was a child. And plus, it's yeah, it's important. It's to- important. Um, but um, also sidebar, and we're about to get to them. But like ELFS, that was like the what is it? Emergency something something. Yeah, they, it's, they it's like the special them. forces. It's like the special forces of the elves. <laughs> the Marines are, are we of jumping the elves. back to when? Okay, so we're, we're, yeah, I had to I had to go no, back no, no, to address Bernard, I just, and now we're going forward. So again. we're 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 in like the, essentially the, the the last chapter of the mo- the, the yes, film. He has taken Charlie, and now they're sitting at the manhunt because Laura and Neil think he's been kidnapped. But of course, we know he shook. Bernard gives him a snow globe. No, they Charlie. know Scott took him because remember that Scott was there. No, they know Scott took him. But what I'm saying yeah. is that they think. He kidnapped him. Because he can't. They don't realize yeah. that what happened was he shook the snow globe and Bernard and him show up. and. But uh, Scott did take him. Like, but yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. You know, <laughs> he, did. he loves his kid and he, he's a changed man. And so this is where you see all the cool stuff that all the cool prep stuff and then the, the ZZ Top. Um, yes. <laughs> Give me this, all your love. Yeah. The ZZ Top music number with it's the, with honestly them. such sequence. a great little sequence. Like yeah, when they're walking, yeah, it's cool. And they dance for a second. Oh man, it's great. But um, so anyway, so they 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 get ready, and of course we know that um, well he gets arrested. Right, he goes to this home, and everyone's outside. They're like, oh gosh, and can you imagine how traumatic that is to see Santa get arrested? Yeah, he's like, please get off the suit. So old, it's an antique, you know. But they arrest Santa, and I just remember it really is sad. He gets in the call, the cop car, and all the kids are like Santa, and he goes, "It's okay, kids." And I'm like, "No, let you remember that one kid. Let him go. Let Santa go." Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the little so, Minnesota child. Then the two ELF, the the, 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 the special forces, the the Elf Navy SEALs come. Yes, and they and get they, Charlie because Charlie's still on the roof in the sleigh because he right. said they said, "Where's the boy?" He's like, "He's in the sleigh," and they're like, "He's crazy," but he really was on the roof, right, in the sleigh. So they bust Santa out. The elves do, and then. They go back and take Charlie home, right? No, they get Charlie, bust him out of jail. And then, and then Scott brings Charlie home. Yes. And this is my favorite part of the whole movie because yeah. this is when Laura and Neil realize they get it. that it's all true. Yeah. And Laura gets emotional. But not only that, Scott... Well, here's the thing. Yeah. You find out not only do they think, have they thought all this time that Scott was crazy, but Laura... And Neil both have issues with Santa Claus. Right. They, they, it's when they're, cause it's when they're, they're doing the court hearing for, um, Charlie not being able to see Scott and they're in the room and they're like, I mean, like she, she said, are we doing the right thing? What's so wrong with him believing in Santa? And then they talk about you their stories. Why like, they don't she always wanted a mystery date, never got it. He wanted a freaking Oscar what, Meyer weenie whistle, he never got yeah, it. That, but that's a big deal because uh, she wanted the dating game, right? Yes, mystery the, date. The mystery date was a board game, and and she and, and she asked for it, and well, here comes Christmas, and no Neil, mystery date. So she right. and so she quit believing. And Neil goes, for me, it was an Oscar Meyer weenie whistle. <laughs> Christmas came. No, weenie whistle. Yeah. <laughs> this this movie's full of like Neil, great, the psychiatrist. Yeah, wanted a weenie whistle. You know, 
So, but but they both, but you know, when you're a kid and you have those traumatic moments right. of I don't believe anymore, like you know, that's it's a big deal, right? So he 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 brings Charlie home, and then they realize it. But he said, but he, but also he says like, Dad, like there's still time we can go. He goes, No, I can't be selfish. Right. He says, and, and Charlie, was, that was great. This is big. Like, he basically like this is bigger than me, and I love you so much. But I can't. I can't do this. This isn't healthy for your mom. For your fit. You real. You see, like, oh my gosh, Scott has become a better person. Yeah, through this process, and Neil sees it. Laura sees it. And again, you're seeing also. I think it's important that as horrible and as um, also that child was a really good actor, and his crying yeah, was like as horrible. Horrible. That as horrible as divorce can be, mm-hmm. and how it should not be an intention ever. Um, it, you can see how if if it does if if it does happen unfortunately, yeah. how it can still work and that can imp- be done with grace and the family and unit can still right. work and that's important to see and it's important yes. for kids to see but um because in my, the in the sequels they have a really sweet dynamic yeah, it's all great. three of yeah. them the it's Santa really Claus, yeah. sweet the second the third one I'm not seeing the one with Jack Frost with oh Martin my gosh Short. our uh, son loves that one. but the second one is really good as well but the first but but. My favorite part of the movie uh, of the Santa Claus is when Neil realizes it because Ma- Laura goes. Oh. She starts. Cr- well, she, she starts, starts crying. crying. She starts crying, and then Neil still like. But here's oh, what's crazy. <laughs> no, he like locks eyes with him, and he, and and it's like he's, he sees something. He sees something. It's like the magic of, of Santa Claus, yeah. and he goes Santa, and he's like, and he sounds like yeah. a little boy, and he yeah. kind of like walks away like no, 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 yeah. And then here comes Bernard eating a freaking pita sandwich. Yeah. Like, what's all this boohooing going on And here? then, of course, when he leaves, it's wonderful. He drops out of his sleigh, mystery, mystery date, date, and... The weenie was like, whistle. And Neil, like, blows it yeah. into the wind. Like, <laughs> No, but you remember when Bernard said, he said, that nice sweater, did we make this? Yeah. And so, like, for a minute, you're like, ah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice sweater, buddy. Anyways, Aww, yeah. it's Great such movie. a good movie. And I... um. I always thought the score was good too. I yeah. remember being a kid and loving the score. Yeah. Also, I did create my own version of ELFS. And that Christmas that it came out, <laughs> I was, along with many other 90s mm-hmm. kids, was making friendship bracelets out of like thread. And I made like a crap ton of bracelets. I left them for Santa to give other kids who didn't have any gifts, for, who who didn't get gifts for Christmas. I was like, if there are kids that didn't get anything, you can give them one of these bracelets. Oh. That's sweet. <laughs> and I thought, well, like, now that I've seen this movie, I know it's a bigger operation than just Santa, so they can definitely get these things out. Like, I had this logic in my head. So. That, they could, that, that, San- that, like, for sure, like, they could they could give these out. Because they're Santa. Right. And. And he's oh, yeah. got more I people a, employed than actually, I yeah. imagined. Well, I have a very similar story to that uh, <laughs> of the power that I believed in as far as what Santa could do. And we're going to talk about that um, on another episode. Yes, but, yes. Um, Stay guys, tuned. Guys, uh, yeah, The Santa Claus, great movie. And I know that our uh, discussion of it and our review of it um, was um, not necessarily linear. I mean, we were kind of all over the place. So go check it out if you haven't seen it. Yes. And if you have watched it, hey, watch it again. Because it's good. It's good. And it's worth it for that 90s fashion. Oh, yeah. It's worth it to see Tim Allen be Tim Allen. Oh, so uh, good. And it's got a great message. It uh, does. You can wa- does. definitely watch it with your kids. My kids yeah, love for it. for Bernard. Yes. God bless. Um, let's talk about some 90s relics. 
before we close down the tape store for the week. Uh, let's really just talk about this. Let's really just talk about the boom box. Uh, the, yeah, those of you who are following us on Instagram yes. saw that we thrifted the holy grail yeah. of of items yeah. from the 80s and 90s, and so, we are totally psyched about it. And we... the. the I don't. We've not gotten an Instagram post with more love than we did right. when we posted this, um, with the exception of maybe "Are You Afraid of the Dark stuff." The "Are You Afraid of the Dark stuff" is good, and you know, uh, but we course, have a yeah. The, every, everyone's you know, nuts over the eighties and nineties. Yeah. So what we did was we we have a thrift store. It's the same one we always talk about. It's mm-hmm. in our hometown. Uh, we go to it. It's like the real thrift store. We go there and we go to the Goodwill. Yeah, we get great stuff at the Goodwill, but we get really great stuff at this place, uh, particular place. Because it's um, people often drop off their old stuff, like old. Yeah, people stuff. bring really old stuff there specifically, and the pricing is very much thrift store pricing. Yes. Whereas Goodwill can get actually really pricey and almost yeah. commercial, like a store. But right, because so, they know people like to go. So I always go to the electronics section. I always go there. I find some stuff. Usually, I go there and I get a lot of HDMI cables. Yeah. You can never have enough of those when you're doing like audiovisual stuff and things like that. But I always take a look at the. TVs and DVD players. And we were actually there with another friend because we are currently costume shopping for a show that I'm that we're helping with at uh, yes. the school we work Brooke, at. Our, Brooke, my friend is the director of yeah. the theater show. So Brooke, Brooke helps at the theater department. So right. I ran to the always make a beeline for the electronic section and there it was. And so me me and my friend we're we're in another section and here comes Toby. And I come around the corner. And what I see mm. Is his head and this silver object sitting next to it? Because I had it on my shoulder. So I don't. Yeah. So when it comes into full view, I see this beautiful vision yes. of this MC Hammer esque moment where Toby's walking up with this it, huge silver boombox on his shoulder. Yeah. And I was like, "What vintage is this?" Yeah. So it it's a General Electric. Yes. MLS three. Mm-hmm. Um. What are they going for right now? Like well, if you were to buy I mean, one when right they were now. brand new, they were over four hundred dollars. But you know, right? Uh, you can find boom boxes like that for pretty expensive. Um, How much were they selling it for? I I didn't see the exact. No, I, no, I meant at the store. Oh, sorry, at the thrift store, it was four ninety nine. Like as in, I don't think as they in, realized as what in four dollars and ninety nine cent. Right. And I put it. I hoisted it on my shoulder, uh, like I was. Back in 1984 Golly. through 1994, you know, uh, anytime there, pick one. That was when we had them. Right. He was like, are we getting this? I was like, yes, we're yeah, getting we this. We put it in the cart and uh, we took it home and plugged it in to test it to see if it worked. It works. And I I, I used the, the tuning knob to get the, uh, the FM radio, got the FM radio going. As we used works. to do. <laughs> And the first thing that came the on, the first song we heard was "Jump" by Van Halen. It was like perfect. We were like, "Are you are you kidding me right now?" Yeah. So if you've if you've uh, if you follow us on Instagram, you've probably already seen the post and liked it. But if you haven't, go find the post and check it out and like it. Yeah. Um. But it was like such a triumph. So, so now we have an insatiable need to find uh, cassette um, tapes. Cassette tapes. Yeah. And um. So, eighties and nineties relic sitting here in the studio. Yes. The G E M L S. Boombox, and it's cool and rad. Yes, and we can't wait to play more jams <laughs> from it. So there we go. Yes, for um, sure. Expect to have that worked into some episodes later yeah. on. Also, want to talk about um, another thing we posted, which oh, yes. was our pin haul from Black Friday, uh, from Hope Sick, who is on Etsy, and Millie Pins, who is also on Etsy, and Pinship, 
Um, all three great pen shops with 80s, 90s nostalgia pens. Yes, make um, sure to follow them all because they, they are yeah. seriously well-made, beautiful designs. Yeah, great designs. And like just amazing customer service too. Yeah. And like very really cool responsive. Folks. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely. And I got uh, an Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, we have an Are You Afraid of the Dark pen here. It looks uh, so good. It's a TV. It's like an old vintage TV with, with the, the knobs. With the, the iconic Are You Afraid of the Dark logo with the match, you know, right before a show would begin. Uh, Amazing. We, we had to have that one. Uh, the Halloween Happy Meal. <laughs> if you grew up in the 90s, 80s, 90s, right. uh, you probably remember uh, the Halloween Happy Meal buckets. Uh, yes. That you get, they don't do stuff like this anymore. Well, they no, don't one year, do stuff like this one anymore. year when Yossi was little, they did uh, um, the Great Pumpkin buckets because we remember right. we had that one for for years. Well, so one year they did it, but they don't do it anymore. The Halloween Happy Meal buckets. It was the an orange pumpkin, a green witch, and a white ghost, and you would get your Happy Meal in it. Yeah, and then you could keep the bucket for trick or treating. I had the pumpkin. I had the green one. You had the witch. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see now. I mean, we like, need to find I don't these. have any more, obviously, but uh, we have got to track the actual. It's going to happen. Versions, we versions have, of these. We down. have the 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 drive to but find the, them. But but um, Hopesick made a pin that featured the three. Yeah, like commemorated it's, them. It's a great. Yeah, and it's on our Instagram. Uh, Brooke, here you can talk about this one. Okay, so I um. And and I will we'll talk about this on an episode. But um I am a um avid collector of the Goosebump books. Mm-hmm. And I have a pretty big collection. Well, pretty big for me, because I have a lot of books. I'm I'm a book hoarder anyway. But um uh, so I got the I pen. I also love Goosebumps. Yeah, no, you do too, yeah. for sure. We're, we're both, go- uh, I call Goosebumps the cousin of Are You Afraid of the Bear? Right. It, oh, absolutely. I feel like they, do. well, and they're Canadian too. Yeah. So, and, and a, there's shows. a lot of cast crossover. So I feel like you can't love one without the other. No, it's um, true. I was actually not allowed to read them growing up because it was too scary. Um, so obviously I read them now. Well, and I But mom- I did make my own Goosebump book with my friends. I was like, I can't read it, but I'm going to make my own. And we created our own book. You know, when so. your parents think something's too scary for right. you. And and the Goosebump books were great, though. Right. I mean, I it's it's fine. I understand. Teach completely. their own. Well, teach their own. But book. now I'm a grown-up and I read it. So I got a pen that has, again, the same kind of like bubble TV with the Goosebumps logo. And it's beautiful, and I love it. And, um, it, yeah, it's the best. Um. You also got and I got Beetlejuice. Now there was two sizes. There's a large one that's really big and cool, yeah. And then there's a smaller one. I'm running out of logo. Yes, the like from the title. Yeah. Um, I'm running out of room on my backpack, so I didn't get the big one. I got the small one, but it's beautiful and it looks just like uh, the title from the movie. Also from Hope Sick and from Millie Pins, I got the Ghastly Grinner, which is from I believe season four of Are You Afraid of the Dark? It looks great. The Ghastly Grinner, uh, when you think of iconic villains from Are You Afraid of the Dark, you think of Zebo, you think of the Ghastly Grinner. He was like the Are You Afraid of the Dark's version of the Joker. Zebo, here's the thing. When we talk about Zebo, if you've seen that episode, the kid, you know, he steals Zebo's nose. Yeah. He was actually able to kind of, he was actually able to get rid of Zebo by giving the nose back. Yeah, and then and, that was it. And giving Zebo cigars. Right, that was it. So Zebo is definitely bad, but Zebo was but also. He can like, be appeased. He can be appeased. The Ghastly Grinner was absolutely evil, <laughs> and he basically didn't stop until he was stopped. I right. mean, there was no appeasing him. So a really, really bad villain in the Are You Afraid of the Dark Universe, and it's great to have a pen of him. Looking forward to putting these on our bags. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be awesome. But 
it's that time, guys. It's time to close down the tape store. We've had a lot of fun talking about the Santa Claus. We hope you guys are getting ready for a great holiday season. Yes. Whether it's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you do. Um, but you, what, no matter what you do during uh, the holiday season, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> but it's, it's an exciting time. No matter what you do during the holiday season, we hope that you are enjoying these Christmas movies uh, yes. and these holiday movies because no matter what you do, you can't deny they're a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. So um, with that being said, we're going to close down the tape, this tape store for the <laughs> week. Excuse me. Uh, I'm Toby. And I'm Brooke. Have a good night. Bye, guys.